0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood
1: floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, May 9th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Illinois has a pile of federal money that could be used to address the gun violence crisis in the state. But so far the Pritzker administration is still deciding how to best use the funding and that is leading to frustration.
0: You have to be strategic, but the bureaucracy is going to cost lives if we don't move a little swift.
1: Coming up, we'll explore why Illinois is not using some federal money to fight violence. The Missouri legislature has just five days to pass any more legislation before adjourning Friday. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, there's plenty left on the to do list. Photo ID
0: requirements for elections, legalizing sports betting, coming to a consensus on a congressional redistricting map. These are just some of the things that could happen in this last week of the Missouri legislative session. With only five non budget bills and one resolution passed so far, there is still time to accomplish some of these tasks. For Democrats, Representative Lakeisha Bosley says one priority heading into the last week is to stop legislation they believe will harm the state and its residents. We have to, you know, stand up on the floor, advocate, fight, and negotiate with senators and representatives from both sides of the aisle to try to figure out how we do that. And I think that's the main priority for Dems right now. As far as accomplishments, Bosley spoke highly of the budget, which she called one of the most bipartisan budgets she's seen. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: Campaigns to legalize recreational marijuana and allow ranked-choice voting in Missouri submitted signatures ahead of yesterday's deadline to get the measures on ballots. One proposed amendment would allow adults aged 21 and older to buy and grow marijuana for personal use. It would automatically clear criminal records for people who have been convicted of nonviolent marijuana-related offenses. The other would require a single primary ballot with both Republican and Democratic candidates. The top four vote-getters would advance to the general election. Both groups submitted more than 300,000 signatures. They were required to put in about 170,000 from six of the state's eight congressional districts. Some doctors in St. Louis are worried that an expected decision by the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade will endanger black women who have high maternal mortality rates. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, one black OBGYN says more black women will die in Missouri if abortions become illegal in the state. Studies show that black women in the U.S. are more than three times as likely to die while giving birth than white women. Some black doctors say that the disparities in health care will cause black women to make difficult health decisions if the right to an abortion is taken away. Jade James is an obstetrician and gynecologist with SSM Health. She says some women will be forced to carry risky pregnancies to term. She says that will lead to more black women women dying.
0: When we talk about maternal mortality, part
1: of the contribution
0: is we don't always start on a level playing field in terms of our
1: health. James says if black women can't seek abortions, then infant mortality rates will also increase. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. New COVID-19 cases in Missouri have more than doubled in the last month. Slightly more than 4,000 cases were reported in the last week. That's up from around 1,600 a month ago. Most of the infections were in the St. Louis area, although details about case trends are limited because the state health department reduced its COVID reports and stopped releasing complete county information last month. You may have heard of antique cars selling for millions of dollars, but antique tractors? Harvest Public Media's Dana Cronin reports on the most expensive tractor ever sold. The 1913 Case 3060 is an impressive machine. This tractor was, was huge. It, you know, it's called a prairie tractor. I mean, it was, it was used to break virgin prairie into, into farming fields and, and pull an eight-bottom plow. That's Kurt Amann with Amann Auctions, which sold the tractor for a whopping $1.4 million. That's not only the most expensive antique tractor ever sold, it's the most expensive tractor ever sold, period. Allman says the tractor belonged to a collector in Iowa who recently passed away. It sold to a museum in Connecticut. It's one of only five models in existence. I'm Dana Cronin, Harvest Public Media. Illinois residents have been suffering through a gun violence crisis that's worsened in the last couple of years. The state government is sitting on a pile of extra federal money that could help, but so far, it has not put that money to use. Patrick Smith reports questions about the state's approach reach all the way to Washington, where Governor J.B. Pritzker tried to provide some clarity during a recent congressional hearing. Illinois got more than $8 billion through
0: the American Rescue Plan Act, or ARPA. During the hearing, Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy asked the governor about how the state was using some of that money to combat gun violence which started spiking shortly after the pandemic began in 2020. Yeah, so uh, let me be clear. Uh, We have seen an increase in gun violence across the state in various urban environments. Uh, We have to address those problems uh, directly. And uh, putting dollars in uh, helps us to make sure that we're addressing the fundamentals of the causes of crime. The budget Pritzker signed last year, which covers July 2021 through June 2022, included more than $50 million of the ARPA money for violence prevention efforts. This is a budget that passed in the middle of a gun violence emergency. In Cook County alone, there were more than 1,000 gun homicides in 2021, a record. In November, Pritzker declared gun violence a public health crisis. But the Pritzker administration has just not given out that federal money. Of the 50 million plus allocated to the Illinois Criminal Justice Information Authority for grants to violence prevention organizations, the state has paid out 57,000. It's one tenth of 1%.
1: Normally, the argument would be we just don't have the money. Now we have the money and we're not being. Um, diligent about getting the money out.
0: Illinois State Representative LaShawn Ford represents parts of the western suburbs and Chicago's west side.
1: Right now, the city of Chicago is on fire with violence, and we have to respond to that. There shouldn't be a delay. You know, people are dying.
0: When Pritzker set aside the $50 million last year for violence reduction, Reverend Sierra Bates Chamberlain was overjoyed. She'd been pushing with her group Live Free Illinois for the state to spend the federal money on small anti-violence organizations.
1: It felt like relief was coming um, and it felt very hopeful because our communities uh, will begin to get the support that's needed to pull us out of this gun violence pandemic.
0: Bates-Chamberlain shares some of Ford's frustration over the slow pace of getting the money out. But she says the states needed the time to set up an infrastructure to make sure the money is going to the right places and that the organizations are equipped to make good use of it.
1: I mean, as we know, communities needed the money like yesterday. Um, but on the other end, folks are just trying to figure out like how to make sure that they're getting the money out to the ground. And coordinating the
0: funds. And Leo Smith with the anti-violence organization Chicago Cred says the amount of planning and coordination between government agencies happening right now with the ARPA money is exciting. We're seeing a major shift from funding individual programs to investing in a comprehensive public health system for violence intervention. And I think almost anyone who is helping out with that shift is frustrated with the speed of it. But I think people are also encouraged by how deliberate it is. Smith says this is a critical time for community based violence prevention in Illinois. Support has been building for spending taxpayer money on non policing solutions to gun violence. But if this money is spent unwisely, it could tank long term goals. I think we have to be thinking about this in a three year cycle so that uh, the public health system is in really, really good shape when ARPA. Uh, sunsets so that we really have the case to be made that these these resources have been allocated to the best way they possibly can be. The state has started making moves to get the federal anti-violence money out to organizations. The Illinois Criminal Justice Information Authority has awarded about $12 million to community groups, although no money has gone out yet. Deputy Governor Sol Flores says they're planning to spend about $200 million in ARPA money on anti-violence efforts over the next three years, most of it going through the newly created Office of Firearm Violence Prevention.
1: We've been thinking through a whole-of-government approach to anti-violence, along with a significant amount of resources that we're investing. And you're right, you know, every death that happens, every violent weekend, you know, we we can't do it fast enough, uh, and yet we're doing it. We are listening to what community is saying to us.
0: She says part of the delay is because they've taken the time to meet with community groups. And Flores says they expect some of the money to be out to community providers before Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of summer when gun violence tends to spike.
1: While it's taken a little longer to implement, we are still on track for the summer. And it's also going to allow us to know, are we moving the needle? Does this make sense? Are, is this huge investment of cash going to make a difference and save young people's lives.
0: I think, I don't want to say frustrated. I think um, we got to have a sense of urgency. Chico Tillman, the head of the violence prevention organization Ready Chicago, says there is a lot to like about the Pritzker administration's approach to violence. And he understands the state can't be too rash in giving out millions in government money. You have to be strategic. But the bureaucracy is going to cost lives if we don't move a little swifter. Hanging over all of this is the fact that the federal dollars have an expiration date. If Illinois doesn't allocate all of the money by 2024 and spend it by 2026, the funds go back to the federal government. I'm Patrick Smith.
1: Patrick is a reporter with WBEZ in Chicago. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.